Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with Zvonimir Petritz. And Zvonimir, or Zvon for short, that's what we call him, Zvon. I thought we were just going to dive into the whole Mac versus PC guy. He runs a wonderful company that is an IT company that helps people and businesses support their Mac infrastructure. I hope I'm explaining that properly. He does a great job of it. He's an absolute expert in this stuff. He set up the Wi-Fi and helped us out with some of the setup here in our office. He's a guru when it comes to this stuff. And on this episode, I thought we were just going to dive into that. And we do talk about mesh Wi-Fis and home networks and security and malware. After Zvon left, he doesn't know this, but Nick put on two-factor authentication across a whole bunch of stuff that we run here at the office. And you'll hear, because we have a huge laugh about that stuff. So on the second half of this episode, we laugh at about, about a bunch of different stuff. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the first half, though, we explore Zvon's story and how he got from you know, going to school to running his own company and why he chose that path. So the first half is a bit of that. The second half is all about IT stuff. And I proved to Nick just how smart I am on some of the things that I've done. Uh, I'm totally joking. You'll see what I mean on this episode. This was an absolute blast of a chat, had a ton of fun with Zvon. And if you are listening to this and you want to get into some real estate investing for yourself, you can check out some of the books that we give away for free at this URL. It's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. On that page, you will find digital copies of four different books. The one that started it all is Income for Life for Canadians. That thing has been downloaded tens of thousands of times. I have not checked yet, but I think it must be over 100,000 times that book has been downloaded. So if you want the book that has got a lot of Canadian investors to invest in real estate, you can get a free copy of that book there. And there's also multiple other books that we give away for free. And the reason we give those books away for free is we're trying to offer as much value as we can in hopes that one day, perhaps we'll work together. That's what we're up to with doing that. That's enough of this intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with Zvonimir Petric. How do I say your last name properly? In Croatian? Yes. Petric. 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 And I, I'm just going to, I always call you Zvon. That's good. Zvon's perfect, man. So we were just talking. I want, there's so much to talk to you about. There's something I haven't told you actually before, because I'm going to ask you about your golf game in a second. One of the first, I think when your sister was getting married to Marco, you started singing in your backyard with your buddies. Do you still do that? Yeah. And the reason I think I was so impressed with that, as I've always believed that every summer when Nick and I would go over to Croatia and I saw grown men singing, and I always thought, this is such a release. Like, this is such a good way to just celebrate and let some stress out when you marry it with some drinking. And it really is the way the community comes together. And in Canada growing up, you don't really have that as a big thing because you have it in pockets of different communities. And of course, the Croatians do that all the time. But then to see you as a younger guy then doing that, and were you playing what instrument? No, you were playing an instrument too. What were you doing? It's a tambura. And, and so you had some skill. And I remember thinking, no, 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 you really did. And I was thinking, shit, I want to be able to do what he does. But then I tried, you know, if, I, if, my, if my wife's listening to this, she'll just laugh because you don't want to hear me sing. But is that something you still do? Yes. Yeah. And why, why do you do it still just as a, as a, a social thing for you? Yeah, man. I mean, we've been doing it for the one band, uh, Friday we've been in, I can't believe you're bringing this up. This is hilarious. 
Um, Why? These we, are the important things in life. Whatever. No, it's fine. We were, we've been doing that for 15 years together. Same crew. Yeah, cool. So you guys are good buddies now. Yeah. Do you do it still at weddings and stuff? Yeah. So that's like a day band um, for, for the Canadian listeners and whatnot. It's, it, a Croatian wedding is an all-day event from 8 a.m. Mm. through. And the day, like, we'll be at houses in the morning and the, you know, the groom is still in his gitch. Like, he's not even dressed, which is kind of bad. It's like, why'd you call us this early, right? <laughs> but then the alcohol table's right there. So you just kind of tackle that. And then you're like, I'm ready to play some music. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then it just becomes a thing. And then it, and then it just escalates from there. And it be, it's, it's just atmosphere. It's party. It's, it's bringing, the, you know, you, you keep talking about how the immigrant, immigration process of, you know, most of us are second generation, first or whatever. Um, they, they crave it. We don't have that, right? So you got to kind of, you got to force it almost. It's it's a thing, right? You have to force that craving on people uh, that are that are that are missing it, that are needing it, that don't realize they need it, right? So we fill that void because you can't call a Canadian band to do you no, know these no. things, right? And it's a little it's it, when you're an outsider to that, you're initially a little intimidated by it until you have a few shots or a few drinks, and then you're just right into it. Yeah. But at first, yeah. especially in a wedding, when you guys start off, like I forgot that it starts off that early. Actually, Nick and I, our cousin's son got married in Croatia, I want to say three summers ago, in one of the small villages in Nimotsky there. And uh, it starts off, like you said, we all showed up, I don't know what time in the morning, everyone's drinking and eating, and then everyone gets in their car. I can't remember who's driving because, you know, it's just all this big blur, but everyone leaves the village. But then as you leave the village, all the other people in that village have little alcohol stands and, and food, and you're st- you haven't even left the village yet yeah. and the, the the kind of the 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 row of cars what am i what term am i thinking when it's a big group of cars anyway the big group of cars and the wedding stops everybody gets out has more drinks eats more food more singing then you go back in the car you go to the the, the bride's village right same thing happens there you gotta like bribe or buy bribe her and yeah. the first time we were doing that the actually the first time i did that was when i was much younger and we went to the bride's village and some guy just scared me because I guess he was three people away from me. He starts just shooting a gun in the air. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not in Canada anymore. Man. Yeah, man, it's but real. It's real. Yeah. It is real. Yeah, because I think we were looking for the bride. She was pretending to hide and we were hunting through the village. I don't know if this makes any sense to anyone listening, but this is what we did. And then she came out and I think there was a negotiation between her mom maybe and someone. It's kind of like all a traditional thing. Let's put it this way. If you did that in Canada, the entire wedding would get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Like shut down. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even leave yeah, the yeah. subdivision yeah, yet. You yeah. Know? And there was guys like you singing in the background as the guns being fired off. Anyway, it was it was a great time. I, I was at a wedding once in, in Herzegovina, which is where my family's from, and and I'll never forget it. We were in one of the lead cars, and he rents this like AMG C63, like just this powerhouse Mercedes. I've never sat in anything like that in my life, right? And uh, I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm I'm a little bit of a more kind of I don't need to step on the gas quite like that. But the thing that threw me off. And the thing that I always find entertaining and weird, um, and I'll never relate to it, is that, you know, you've got this this line of cars. You know, it could be 100 cars, of basically the whole wedding, right? And they're jumping through each other. Like, they're going into oncoming traffic and passing the same people that are headed to the same place. Instead of in so, any sort of uniformity. Honking, honk, people yeah. hanging out of the windows. Yeah, and he'd slam on the gas on that thing, and he'd pull back. And I'm like, dude, like, let's, let's arrive alive, you know? Like... <laughs> The, the nice little like mild mannered Canadian kid of me that I that it is and 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 he's like well it's not a funeral and I'm like well I don't want it to be one yeah. <laughs> right? oh so we could never agree right it was just it was terrifying but it was a ama- it was such a great day it was such a good day of fun and that's what it really boils down to is just the entertainment value is not just 
reception, go home, have dinner or whatever. It's a full day and some, right? Because then the next day is the lunch. Anyways, there's a lot going on at Croatian uh, wedding. And, and I don't think they're unique, right? Like there's a lot of European cultures that do it that way. So I think tons of cultures all around the world do it that way. And I just think that's one, as much as I love Canada, which I, you know, I keep saying I wouldn't exist without this country because our parents met here. Um, there are certain elements that I wish kind of was were more intertwined into the culture here where we were sharing a lot of these things a little more than we do because everyone has that. If you're part of a certain ethnic background, you kind of have that, but it's not always shared. And then sometimes the neighbors are looking out like what's going on over here. Don't quite understand it. So I just wish there was a little more of that, but whatever. It's not a, the priorities in Canada are different. So yeah. Right. We work to live instead of live to work or whatever it is, live to work here yeah. uh, instead of work to live. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a different outlook in life. Like you can go anywhere in Europe, most of Europe anyhow. And in the middle of the day at, I don't know, 10, 10 AM or 2 PM, the cafes are full, right? And you're like, nobody working three o'clock. Everything's empty. Everybody's taking a nap and you're like, what, what? It's a different world. And it's a really interesting world here. We prioritize our lives in a different way. And hopefully I'm, I'm actually pretty positive about you know, let's take something positive out of this COVID thing that we're dealing with, right? As a society, maybe at the end of all this, when we could finally actually hang out and hug, it's going to be a good party, man. Like I'm looking forward to people kind of stepping back and going, you know what? I don't have to work as hard as I did. I don't need to, um, I don't need to prioritize that part of my life as much as I did. I'm still going to be successful. I'm still going to be doing the things I did, but maybe I should prioritize family a little more. I hope that that's something that comes from COVID. I hope you're right. I, I the, the more the time passes here, the more, because, you know, they're talking about the vaccine that's coming out right now. And now the first couple of cases, I guess, in, in the UK, a couple of people took it. I don't know their ages or anything, but I guess they had some allergic reactions and they had to be handled. And and I'm like, oh, great. So now, now we're going to put some fear into everyone's mind that the vaccine has possible kind of some. And, I, and I'm yeah. just wondering, so to your point, because I want, I want this goodness to come out of this as well. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, have we like, has, has the media managed to put us into this perpetual fear cycle now where it's like, you know, even after the vaccine, still wear your masks. There could be side effects of this thing that we don't know about. And I'm not saying there are, there are or there aren't. I just mean, is that going to be the narrative that's kind of put out there? And are we ever going to get to this finish line or is this finish line going to be constantly moved? Because I agree with you. I hope from this people step back and say, what is life all about? And should I spend more time with my family? And some of that, I guess, is happening with people moving around the city and changing their homes and stuff. So I hope you're right, man. I, I hope so. I mean, I'm not going to get into the, the, the rabbit's nest of this. That's no, no, no. The, but just know, at a high level, I, I hope there's a finish line. And I hope we kind of step back and, and reevaluate things. Let's take history, right? Every, every challenge, uh, eventually, you kind of once you scrub off the mud, you've, we've, in, we've propelled. Or, or, you know, we've gone up as a society. So let's hope that this same thing is going to happen. Right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. We're, we're just, it's screwed. It, yeah, it could be another <laughs> few years. No, because now you're making me think of the whole debt cycle. And I'm like, holy shit, we got to go through the eye of the needle here with a lot of shit. I knew you'd segue into that. Somehow. No, yeah, yeah. See how my mind always goes. there. I'm like, oh, God, damn, let me, oh, there's my little Bitcoin thing. It's a segue into Bitcoin. We're not going to go there right now. I want to talk about how did you, what did you take in school? How did you get to the point of working for yourself? Was that something right from the beginning? You you know, tell everyone what you do. Sure. But but then how do you get to that point? Was that something from school? You're just like, listen, I'm not going into the corporate world. Or did you go into the corporate world? How did you get to that? Um, really, I think it's interesting. Um, I went to college. So I went to Humber College instead of any university. 
and that was a domestic in my household. Uh, old school European father was like, I can't believe you're not going to real school. Anyways, yeah. fast forward. European parents go to go to university and become a lawyer. Yeah, and and I'm pretty happy that I decided not to. Um, I mean, you can always learn things in university, but I also wasn't in any debt when I was done school, uh, and that was a big deal. And I paid for my own schooling uh, for the most part, and that was that was I was proud of that. Um, so I got hired as an intern uh, with an actually a, a Croatian guy uh, who I got in contact through a friend, a family friend, uh, who worked there. And I, I know I proposed and I said, listen, I'm into, I'm into this whole IT thing. So I do IT consulting. That's my thing, right? And um, what I fundamentally do is, I mean, I can, I can fast forward, I'll backtrack, I guess, is what I fundamentally do is I support small, medium businesses who don't have their internal IT people. And we support them. We become your IT team, right? So my business at your server, we do that, right? Fancy play on words in the name. Um, so I worked for this guy, uh, Frank, uh, great guy. Love him to death. I hope he hears this podcast one day. I'll send it to him. Um, and we still remain in touch. And what ended up happening was is I worked there for a bunch of years. And I became that disgruntled IT person, that, that stereotypical nerd in the basement uh, my brother-in-law, Marco would, would really, uh, drill me on that one. I guarantee you if I went into the details on that, but I, I was that, <laughs> I'm sure he would. I'm oh, laughing man, just was, thinking it about was, it. It was bad. Yeah. So Mark, for, for those of you listening, Marco's a good friend. That's your brother-in-law right. and my good friend. Yeah. And yeah, he would drill you on that. So yeah, we'll and, let him have that. And, one. and there was a lot, lots of jokes about that. And I was a big gamer and all these, like, all the stereotypical things you would expect of a male, a white male who did computers, right? Like I was that. But were you disgruntled because you were an employee or because you were like this? I just didn't like guy. what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which is it, fair. I mean, that's everybody, not everyone. We all hit that spot. It, it became, yeah, it became sort of this grind and whatever. Anyways, um, an opportunity came up because uh, I, I was always into Macs um, and Apple computers. And for some reason, I just gravitated towards them. And this was mostly a, a Windows type environment and all of our customers' Windows. I mean, traditionally back in the day, that's what it was, right? Fast forward a little bit, an opportunity came up where I could all of a sudden teach uh, certification classes for these Macs. I won't get into the details on how the heck that happened, but it happened, right? And I, I approached my boss at the time and I said, listen, I'd like to get off salary and go on contract and pursue this a little bit and sort of do a duality world. I don't teach all the time, so I can do both. He agreed, rock and roll a couple years. And that naturally created my business. Um, and turned into, you know, I'm, I'm teaching these classes. Customers came through there. They're trying to figure out how did they manage these Macs. On and so and on they and on. were your customers. You had small, medium business guys, they girls slowly, coming. Yeah, they slowly became, like, small referrals would come through. You do side jobs. You know, somebody wants their photos organized or some silliness like that. And you're like, all right, I got no business anyway. I may as well go do that, right? <laughs> I'll organize your family's pictures for you. Which, all joking aside is an effort even today in 2020 it's exhausting it's exhausting yeah <laughs> it's exhausting yeah. we've managed to solve a lot of things but organizing our family's pictures on our phones and our computers still a mystery to me i remember going to a guy in toronto a very wealthy man great gentleman i won't name him on the podcast um and and i would i would drive from mississauga to short like bayview and dvp and I'd sit there with his photos and, and, the, and the guy just wanted to organize his photos and learn how to do it. It was really a sweet relationship in the sense of like I, I felt fulfilled doing it. 
But there came a point where it's like, there's only so much I can do. <laughs> you can't pay me anymore to show you how to create folders yeah, labeled the, the by hour, the year. Yeah, the hourly rate just started to get in my own head ridiculous for me to drive an hour to show you for half an hour to drive another hour back. I'm like, this is just, this doesn't make sense on the ROI for me. So in the end, I, I, I severed that tie. Anyways, so fast forward a bunch of years, it, it naturally progressed into me being more busy on my own stuff than for Frank. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I never burned a bridge there. I, I don't believe in burning bridges with anybody ever. I think that any relationship can be mended um, or salvaged if ever, you know, tarnished in some way or another, if both parties are reasonable. So Frank, very reasonable. Me, very reasonable. We worked it out and everything was great. Basically, I quit. Let's go. Now, I did all this under the luxury of my parents' basement. Right. So I'm that classic garage story where it's like you started a business in your parents' garage, whatever. Great, because I had no bills. Um, fast forward to I don't even remember what year, to be honest, maybe eight years ago. Uh, so I moved out late because I was I was grinding this business. Right. And um, then I bought a house. And I, I was determined to never pay rent. Ever. I'm not paying somebody else's mortgage. I just, I was, again, that's where my father really taught me a good thing. He goes, no pay anybody's mortgage. And he doesn't have as thick of an accent, but I painted a bad picture of him, but that's kind of the idea. That was probably more Marco's dad than mine. Um, so fundamentally, it was, I bought a house. I was very proud of myself. Um, and it was just a townhouse, whatever, you know, nice. And, and, and here I am. You know, now I'm uh, a two-employee business, um, maybe three soon. And we're growing even through COVID. Yeah. Awesome. So man. that's the, that's the short of the long, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, it takes a lot of guts to do what you're doing because I think most people are still going to gravitate towards getting that security from a, a job. So you got disgruntled enough. Like I always wonder for me quitting my job, it was the, I literally got to the point where I was angry. Like I was angry with my life. And when I extrapolated out my own future, I didn't like what I saw. Tom, I consider drywall. Yeah, so you were furious with your life. <laughs> did, you, did, did you work on construction sites growing up? Never in my life. Okay, got I know it. nothing yeah. about yeah. it. <laughs> okay, got I mean, I can figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I'm not it. stupid, right? Like, it's, it's a tough industry if you don't know what you're doing, but it's not hard to figure it so out. So what was it about being an employee? Like, for me, being an employee was, uh, employee was frustrating because I felt like it was a combination of not controlling my own future, not having my independence, having to ask somebody for vacation time and hoping it was getting approved. Like, all these yeah. things tend to build on me. I'm not so, wired that way. So you're similar. Yeah, I'm just not wired that way. Like if I sat there and there was no work to do, then like I'm like I'm going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right? you're similar to me. And then but, when but it, sorry to cut you off, but if something came up at 7 p.m., I would work on it, right? So I was one of those types of individuals where when something was urgent, I'm there. I'm always going to be there, and that's I think my customers will tell you that when things hit the fan. Zvon's there, man. I'm like, I swoop in, like, I got call it Superman if you want, but I will be there to hold you off the ledge, you know, walk you back and, and let's figure this out and let's get through it. And that accountability has been fundamentally critical to the IT industry, right? Where I can't tell you how many times, Tom, they're like, oh, my IT guy, or sorry, my IT person anyway. Uh, generally speaking, my industry is male. I wish it wasn't, but that's what it is, right? Um, and uh, Females, please. It's a cool industry. Let's go. Look, come on in. We need you. We do. We really, it's you a boys club. You don't have to club. be a gamer sitting in your no, basement. No, it's a boys club and it shouldn't be a boys club. It really shouldn't. Um, it, it's a fun industry for, for anybody, really. And, and walking people off that ledge 
Now the geek in you is coming out, talking about the IT industry being a fun industry. It is, man. I'm with you. Hey, I was in the IT industry too. I'm right there with you. What was the first thing <laughs> I said when I walked into your podcast room? I'm like, this is a cool room, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. But uh, okay, so on this whole thought though, I want to ask you, I want to kind of segue a little bit into when you meet your customers and you, you've been great to us, by the way, because you don't know our IT setup, but when you helped us set up here, you, in your eyes, you probably did the most simple thing. You set up a Wi-Fi network in here for you. I'm sure you could do that with your eyes closed. But in our previous office, we had so many Wi-Fi issues with the different routers kind of going up and down and conflicting with each other. Whatever you've done here has been absolutely brilliant. So let me give you a live testimony. You have been amazing to us because we haven't had any issues. I think six months ago, one of the things on the ceiling, <laughs> whatever you call the those. The access points, yeah. The access points, thank you. One of the, see how I've lost all my IT stuff. One yeah. of the things, flying saucers on the ceiling, one of them went down and you, I guess you know, because you're sending Nick and I a text before we even know saying, Hey, something's down. And you're, I think you looked at something on your side and did, I don't even know what you did, but before we knew it was all fixed. So that stuff as a, as a business who's operating to remove that layer of stress from the business is absolutely huge. So I want to, I just want to get your opinion on when people are setting up something in their own business, let's start at home because a lot of people are working at home and everyone's doing Zoom calls and wants a better internet connection. Just can you give me, and I didn't, I don't know if you were going to answer these questions. I didn't plan to ask you this stuff. What, what do people do wrong at home or what oh, could, man. or what, what are the basics that we could be doing right? So that if I'm going to do a Zoom call at home for work, I'm going to get a decent connection or I can, I can make my internet work as it should but I'm limited to whatever Bell, Kojiko, or whatever is delivering to my door as far as speed goes. What can I do from that point inside my house to make things work? All right, so that's that's a full. I know, I know, but one. I know but it's I a big it. question. But give me, yeah, just maybe yeah. the basics. Like, what what do we do? So the reality is, is that because Bell, Kojiko, whoever, uh, not that we're picking on them, but they're the fundamental, or even Rogers or whatever, right? They're the ones that's going to run the wires and the walls and all that sort of stuff. But they run it to that corner of the basement generally speaking, where are you working, right? Yeah. If you're upstairs in your den on the sec, like two floors away, what, you know, your Wi-Fi is going to suck, and especially for like a Zoom call or something like that, right? If you're just browsing the web, you won't notice that it sucks because it just, technology is cool. It just handles it in a way. And it'll be a bit slower than if you weren't, but, you know, hear me out. But a Zoom call, it's like, it's a live stream. So you need that, that, you know, you need the, you need the 401 moving. Right? If the 401's not moving, you notice. It's like, oh, it's going to take forever. Well, same thing in technology, right? You need that, that bandwidth to get through that highway without congestion, fundamentally. But if you're far away from your Wi-Fi or there's a whole bunch of interference, right? Like I always tell people, I go, you know, that cool water feature you have in your fancy home and you put your Wi-Fi between, like there's a waterfall in your home, like hypothetical, right? And there's an access point on one side of it and then you're standing on the other you're going to have a very bad Wi-Fi signal because Wi-Fi doesn't penetrate water. So now you take a whole bunch of human bodies in a conference, let's say, I'm going to pull it away from home for a second, and they put the access points on the floor or you put your access points on the floor. Well, what is between you and, and the device or the access point of the device is a whole bunch of walking sacks of water, right? What are we, 90% water? Oh, I don't know, I'm no bio anything. It's not going to penetrate. So your device can't get to the Wi-Fi. Why do we? That's why we put Wi-Fi up on the ceilings. So in any homes that are that are possible to do this, you want your Wi-Fi close to you, right? 
let's put the radiation and all that conversation aside. Because that's where my brain goes yeah. next. But yeah, let's put that aside for a sec. So yeah, when it's stuck in the electric next to the electrical panel in the basement in the it's far, far corner. And that's why I guess when my everyone, you know, a lot of school is being done from home. I'm thinking about my daughter complaining in this one room that's two levels up. Mm-hmm. And she's complaining that her, I think she's using Microsoft Teams for mm-hmm. the school or whatever, that it's lagging or whatever. And I have to get her to another area of the right. house. That's why. That's that's ultimately why. But we haven't noticed that before because when she's just loading web pages and stuff, I guess things are caching behind the scenes. So the web page is being presented fairly well. And we've never noticed that kind of lack before. I mean, if I can somehow build on that analogy on the fly, yeah, uh, loading a web page is like driving one car down the 401 and nobody else, right? But doing a Zoom call is like driving a thousand cars on the highway. Yeah, got it. Right? Got it. But if you can't, if you don't have enough lanes to fit all those cars on that highway, you're never going to get through properly. Got it. Right? Okay, like they're so- all trying to get on the on-ramp at the same time or something. I don't know. This is, Sorry got for it. the poor analogy, but that's kind yeah. of the, the visual that you can think of. Nick, right? you missed it at the beginning of the podcast. Zvon was singing Croatian wedding songs, and I was singing too. You missed it. You came late. But you, I was singing. He was singing. This and you know what he said? wonderful. I'm no, glad. no. Yeah, you know what he I missed said? That. I'm actually part of the band. He's like, holy shit, Tom. I didn't know you could sing like that. So just so you know, you missed it. We were both singing here live. It was yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm glad we're so going to edit we, that out before you publish <laughs> no, it. No, 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 no. That's in there. Sorry. I been here sooner. As soon as I walked through the door, I got trapped in two different things. I'm like, guys, I got to be on the podcast. So I didn't, uh, I didn't make it. I apologize, guys. We, so we've segued from Croatian weddings to um, somehow to Wi-Fi networks. And <laughs> I don't know how we got great. to Seems yeah, completely but, related. But no, but this is really important for me specifically. So selfishly, I want to know. So on the second floor, it's not getting up that high. So what do I need? Is it a repeater? An ag- like, so there, there's some really cool technology these days where they're called like mesh Wi-Fi. Uh, and mesh Wi-Fi is like uh, one access point connecting to another access point with no wires in between. In an ideal world, what I recommend for everybody is that, yes, you have Wi-Fi in the home, but the thing that is broadcasting Wi-Fi should be wired. Okay, have you ever done a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy? Sure, yeah, yeah. That's what happens in a mesh network for all extensive purposes. But if you wire each photocopy up and you copy from the original, you have a get better signal than if you were to make multiple copies of a copy of a copy, right? So in homes, if you're, let's say you guys are in homes, if you're building homes or you're renoing homes or whatnot, you got to run Cat6 cable or something similar um, in the walls and place them in central spots where you think you're going to need them. So you want at least one, in in a typical home, you want at least, I'm going to say one other, I know we could get to bigger homes and stuff, one other jack that you can plug into that's a cat six wire that's running directly to the bell five or the rogers or the shaw or whatever it is so that way i can run another part of this mesh wi-fi network yeah exactly so you're gonna have your bell wi-fi and then you might have a switch or something like let's not get complicated but fundamentally you're plugging in a wire into your network right and that wire is going to run to a central spot in your home. I'll give you my home as an example i ran a wire to the main floor beside my doorbell now i don't have a huge home um, it's, I think, 2,300 square feet. So it's not small, but that access point is in the middle of my house, literally in the middle of my house, and I get Wi-Fi everywhere. And then I ran one outside to the backyard because I like to sit outside in the, back, in the backyard and get Wi-Fi. So I have two access points, one in the middle of my house because that's just the most cost-effective for my scenario. Home Wi-Fi is a nightmare under the best of conditions, but that's going to give you the best of like. Okay, and then what's my second tier? What happens if someone listening to this is like, I can't run a wire. I'm not going to do the wire. Right. I'm not going to run it. Is there another way to kind of get the signal amplified? Well, that's by... where the mesh networks kick oh, in. Oh, that's the mesh network. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. So so we went from best scenario, wire it up, 
and put some access points, which are also mesh capable in most circumstances. You can plug them in, right? But sometimes if you can't plug them in, like Google Wi-Fi, for example, not that I would use personally Google Wi-Fi because I don't like being a product. We can get into that rabbit hole if you want. Um, but fundamentally, uh, one talks to another. So you put one on the main floor, you put one on the second floor, they'll talk to each other and it'll get you a little bit more range than okay. having it just in the base. Got it. If you, already, if you don't have the mesh system, but you already have uh, an access point somewhere, is it, is it equivalent just getting one of those? So let's say your access point is, I don't know, Netgear, I, I don't know, D-Link. And then, you know, does it make sense just to get one? It's not the mesh system, though. Can you get one of the, the kind of repeaters or kind of amplifier things? Is it the same type of thing if you need a, a little bit of a boost So somewhere? the terminology is actually really important here. So those D-Link devices, more times often than not, I don't use them personally. Uh, they're fine for home, but personally, I don't use them um, just because I don't think they're good devices. Sure, yeah, right? yeah. Um, my, my baseline, I'm, I'm showing these guys like a, like a barometer. It's like my baseline's up here. I expect enterprise level quality when I deploy things. I don't use D-Link, Linksys, things like yeah, that. I love that. All, but, if you uh, ha- but if you have one, if you have something at home already, I guess what I'm asking is you don't want to invest in the whole mesh system because they're more expensive. You have something already that's like, hey, half decent, but I have one bedroom upstairs that just doesn't get something. Can I put something in the hallway upstairs to boost access from the hallway into the bedroom a little bit or those things don't really work no so so when you mentioned d-link and you mentioned an access point so access points are just a device that broadcasts wi-fi simple enough right routers are security guards at the front of your door pointing a gun at anybody trying to come into your network that's an easy way to think of what a router is it's a security guard um won't get deeper than that and then you have um like switches and stuff. But those D-Links things that you, you're considering, a lot of times people will say, oh, well, it's a Wi-Fi access point, but it's actually a router. I understand. If uh-huh. it doesn't have the it doesn't have the multiple plugs on the back for multiple network devices, it can be more, more likely an access point than a router. Perfect. Right? So, yeah. But I'm talking about an access point specifically. Yeah. Then you, I mean, then you need to have one that talks to another one, which fundamentally is what a mesh network is. Yeah. Right. So you need them of the same brand or what? Oh, they do have to be of the same brand. Generally speaking. Yeah. yeah, Okay. You'll buy a system, right? And then the system will, like things have gotten really cool in the last couple of years. A lot of really cool systems. Eero's got one, E-E-R-O, I think. There's an Amplify system. They're owned by Amazon. I think Amazon bought Eero, right? Yeah. There's Google Wi-Fi, which, listen, it's good. Uh, Apple at one point had their airports, right? These are all mesh networks. They they work yeah under okay, that so, so help me someone help me out the bell guy comes into my house because you guys are more advanced than me at this point you I bell guy comes into my house puts the bell five thing in the basement I want to run a mesh network I I buy a product from Best Buy that I sure. know is going to be below your standard but That's it's fine. A, it's a D Link product yep. that says mesh network somewhere on the box <laughs> I then plug that thing into the bell five yes. in my basement yes. but I'm going to have another component to it that I can drop somewhere in the house yes. that I don't need to plug in through a cat6 cable it's just going to repeat the signal or amplify the signal am, generally I, speaking, am I correct yep, here? generally okay. speaking you'll plug it into the power outlet somewhere um, wherever, right behind a TV, something like that. I mean, it's again, home networks are a pain because you said it yourself. It's hard to run wire. Yeah. When we moved right. into this next place, it was, it was actually Manny who ripped apart some walls to run the wire because I have one in the basement. Then I have another, I don't even know the right term now. I think it's an access point that he ran. Yeah. Cause you have two separate networks. You said, right? Yeah. Cause he re- that was the next question for Zvon. I was going to ask, cause he ran it as a second one. And then I, I have a hard, I have cat six running to my backyard cabana out there because I have the TV out there with the bell five connection. So I can watch my TFC games and stuff like that. But, uh, 
But yeah, he has two different, he's named them two different things. Can you name the thing the same, like in here, the way you've done it so beautifully, is we have two different flying saucers. What are mm -hmm. those called? Access points. Access points, yeah. thank you. They're called the same thing. So I don't even know which one I'm connected to. Because it doesn't matter to you. So, so can you buy two different brands of product, call the network the same thing? No? Okay, it's not possible. No, because you technically, I mean, yes, it'll technically work. But it yeah, got it. But you are disconnecting from one and reconnecting yeah, to the other. Yeah, you're doing a whole bunch of weird stuff, yeah. right? Okay. Um, it's not one. I want to go down this rabbit hole. You said, let's not go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I want to talk about the Google stuff if you don't want to be a product. Well, okay, so because, simple. Yeah, so so is it specifically with Google Wi-Fi? No, it's not just Google. It's but not you, Google Wi-Fi. Google, Google, Google Home? Google the company. Oh, okay. Google the company, Facebook the company, Instagram the company. He knows all about security. No, I, he but knows this is how an important conversation. Listening. I don't think enough people know exactly what goes on. I think they have an idea, and I think it's important to know. It's an important conversation because it's absolutely crazy. We, we've we become products. Right. So, so explain so, explain that. Yeah, okay. Here we go. You got, right. any, you got any scotch? That's one yeah. Here um, we go. We actually do. We have whiskey and tequila, <laughs> and we got some wine. We got Pinot or Sauvignon Blanc, whatever so, you want. So Google in itself isn't... They're not the devil, okay? They're, they're not the devil. <laughs> the way you're that's saying that, though, they're pretty deba close. Debatable, debatable, yeah. There, there's they, a lot of things that they do that is questionable if you're unaware of it, right? Like, if something is free on the internet, this is going to be a blanket statement, so I'm generalizing a little bit. But if something is free, you are the product. You are paying for that product with your own soul, body, and sweat. <laughs> and how they decide to use that is up to them because again, you have accepted their terms and agreements, which by the way, none of us have read, right? So Facebook, for example. Do you think there's an engineer somewhere? There's someone that, that, that read, read like, those I would love to walk into things. someone's office and had it printed out yeah. and like a few items circled yeah. that they disagree with. I'm just signing up for this piece of software and I'm just, I'm just. Uh, can you just give me a minute? I'm just reviewing the terms of agreement. I'm not checking the box just yet, right? Well, that's just it, right? Like you do a contract with a company. Like I get into business with companies and, and they, I, I sign them, I get them, whatever, I get them to sign a small contract. I don't lock people in. I, we can talk about that later, but... It's like here, just you know, this is my standard procedural contract, and they'll they'll modify parts of it, and I'm like, yeah, cool, sign off, done. You can't do that with Facebook. Yeah, yeah. They'll just say you can't use our platform, right? So, the social dilemma, as everybody, most people have seen. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's an interesting Netflix documentary, um, and it should, if you if your eyes aren't open to this, they should you should have known this. The social dilemma documentary is not. It, that really shouldn't be an aha moment for you at this point. If it has, you've been sleeping and ignoring the fact that you are a product. Now, it's okay to be a product as long as you're aware of it, right? And so, so when you're saying you're a product, it's like we use Gmail for free and the product is my attention because they're going to throw ads up in the Gmail interface there, there that they're going to monetize by me clicking off these different right. things. Well, how many times have you had that conversation with friends where like, I think my phone listens to me? Yeah, especially in the last. They're not like listening to you, man. They're not. But the algorithms are so bloody smart that you did a search on your phone on that network at home about something, call it, I don't know, blankets, right? It's Christmas. I don't know. You're going to buy a blanket or something. And then... Because you did that search, and I mean like any kind of search, it doesn't matter where you did it necessarily, whether it be Google, whether it be on your Facebook feed, whether whatever, it then knows that from that IP address on your home network, you did a search for blankets. Cool. I'm going to remember that. So next time you go to some website, which uh, these ad networks are all interconnected, 
it knows that you did a search for blankets. So what do you think it's going to spit at you in that little block but, on the website? But I think one of the, th the reasons people think the phones are listening to us all is I swear in the last 18 months, I didn't do a, an actual text-based search in my phone and I said something about yoga and yeah, I was not getting anything. And then I got some display ads on some websites with some yoga stuff. And I think that's where some be. people are coming to you from the listening to, but you're thinking, no. The algorithms are just so smart that they're outsmarting you. So you don't think they actually, the WhatsApp or whatever, what, what was it, Facebook well, what Messenger someone, or whatever, isn't listening or using the microphone to listen to? Well, listen, your Android phone potentially, depending on version, blah, 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 and security patches and all these sorts of things. There's a lot of things that can happen on an Android a little bit easier than on an iPhone. I think no. they found out okay. at one point the Facebook app was using the microphone when it wasn't saying, even on the iPhone, this was what, a couple of years ago, and then they made the change right away. But, but like if someone, if Carol sends you, like someone sends you an email about yoga and you're like, oh yeah, and you click on it, you don't realize it or, Got it. or yeah, yeah, yeah. if you like, like you just don't There's know There's a lot going where. on there. There's a lot going on there. And so anyways, the, you are the product. Be aware of that. Facebook, okay. in my opinion, should so be deleted from you, everybody. Where do you find the location stuff on your phone? Oh, man, do you guys remember? So He's if probably because, an Android guy. If people don't know where that is. You think I'm an Android guy? Oh, no? No chance. Oh, really? No. Oh, I'm shocked by that. I figured you were an Android guy for sure. You didn't want to be locked into an app. Oh, no, but you're Mac. That's right. Yeah, My whole it. business is based yeah, on yeah, supporting yeah, yeah, Macs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like just, one of the only guys in the West End. I just think if no one, if no one's ever done that, and I forget where it was, the first time I did that when I went to see all the spots where it, it tracks your location on your phone, it is eye-opening. And then we discovered that, that you were outside of, of a bakery a lot, eating a lot of a lot of different cookies and gingerbread cookies. Well, yeah. Remember we decided, no, I'm joking. No, but do you know what? Remember, I used to get my, get in my car. This is when it got scary for me. I, I turned that stuff off because I got in my car and it would be like, it would tell, take me to the gym, like whatever, 530 in the morning. It knew that's where I was headed. So it just automatically said, this is where you're yeah, going. Yeah. And then I would go home after. So it knew your whole routine. And I'm like, wow, this is just... It's too much. You really so I just are. turned it all off. Yeah, yeah. you really are the product. But, but to Zavon's point, you are the product. So what do you think about things like Proton Mail? Do you use Proton Mail? Isn't that Proton Mail? Like Proton a, Mail is supposed to be like a secure platform for mail. Yeah. Um, I don't think, listen, Gmail for business or G, what do they call it now? Yeah, they always Google, changing the name. Google Workspace. Google, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so guys, I can't even keep up with this stuff. How yeah. the heck is the average person yeah. going to, right? And then you got Microsoft 365. Those are really the only two real platforms for mail for business these days right now, quite honestly. Um, that can be argued and I'm happy to have that argument, but realistically, wow, for small I didn't, business, re I didn't realize it was reduced down to, to those. Yeah. Uh, if you're using anything else, you're just, you're just creating more problems for yourself quite literally in the it space. Like for us guys and the, like, I don't let my customers use anything except for those two platforms. So for Microsoft Outlook, are you still putting servers into people's, no, that's all web-based now. I don't, I don't, I haven't done a mail server in easily 15 years. Okay. Got I it. refuse to be awoken at two in the morning because your mail doesn't work. Yeah. Can you got imagine? It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 12 years ago or whenever we started this business, I don't know, 13 years ago, whatever the number is, we, it was like Google, we're like, we don't need it because we came from the IT environment. We're like, we, we don't need a mail server. This is amazing. And people thought we were crazy and uh, we just started with it and they weren't charging us for it. It was free then, yeah. It was free then. And because we have it, or I don't know if I'm allowed to say that if Google is listening to me, they still have never charged us. We're one of those. That's right. We're, we've never been charged for our mail. I remember and you like, telling me that and I was blown away <laughs> by it. <laughs> we've never been charged. I don't know if I'm, I feel like I need to there whisper goes, that. There goes that. Edit, edit, edit. Count your blessings because it's getting expensive. Yeah, right? is it? Yeah, it's got, the prices have gone up now twice in the last two years. Uh, so now, now Microsoft and Google have pretty well price matched each other. So it's like the Bell and Rogers thing. Um, and, and listen, you're paying for a service that is fundamentally critical to your business. Um, that's not where you want to skimp. 
in my opinion. Um, but the, the problem is, is both of those platforms are great. They're secure, generally speaking, uh, by default, but there are a lot of things that people need to be aware of that if you set up as yourself, like you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm a small business. I'm going to set up as my, on my own. I'm going to do it myself. I'll find a dandy, except you don't know that you need to turn on all these things or do all these things from a securities perspective, right? Like two factor authentication. Let this be a statement that is a absolute at this point. If you log into something on the internet and it's important to you in any way, and you do not have two-factor authentication enabled. You're screwed. <laughs> You're screwed. I'd use far what, better what, words, what, but, but yeah. Why, why are you screwed? Because it's so easy to just hack a single password? Yeah. And what's your password, buddy? Princess123? Yeah. Exclamation? Like, well, you yeah. think you're smart? Yeah, got it. Right? Like, you, people have bad passwords as it is. They reuse passwords as it is. So more often than not, people will come to me and be like, Zvon, my email was hacked. Cool. Okay, your email was hacked. Now that's because you didn't have two-factor turned on. That 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 eliminates about ninety-nine percent of attacks. Oh, really? At okay. least, um, it's a fundamentally critical. It's not perfect. Okay, and again, I won't get into the specifics on that. It's boring, but it's not perfect. But it's way better than not. Okay, it's it it's then you. So your email got hacked. Well, where else did you use that password? Oh, well, I use that for my bank. I use it for Facebook. I use it for this. I use it for that. And now you have to reset every password everywhere, and you don't even know where they've been. So now you've got a serious problem. So two things you need to be doing as an individual that is a responsible individual in the world of technology. Have two-factor turned on for everything that's important. I don't care if you don't turn on your two-factor for something completely irrelevant in your life. You decide what that is, right? Whatever. Some random websites don't even support it. Don't worry about it. It's your bank. Banks are decent. They got this, you know, security protections. Facebook, you should have two-factor on. Google, two-factor on. You should. All of them do it. Turn it on. My okay. bank, you know what? My bank doesn't. My my because they have to. They have to actually tailor to the lowest denominator. You're talking about. I guess it's an as option. A society, I just never went to turn it on. Well, in in our society, I, I get the updates every once. I I get the request every once in a while to say, "Hey, we're sending a, a verification code to your phone." Right. It's like every fifth or sixth login, I kind of get. Or that. if you log in from a different location, or all these various metrics, but they have to actually. They have to let go. They have very, very, very sophisticated security protocols and procedures in place, but very trans, uh, transparent to the user because they're dealing with the grandmas who don't even have a phone yeah. or the grandpa, sorry. Like, yeah, you know so behind I mean? the scenes, they're tracking yeah. the I, I, exact IP locations, who's logging in from yeah. where you get, because I've noticed that I only get it if I'm logging in from a, a random yeah. location. So here's here's the other thing. So we have a, we use a program called 1Password here because there's like 1 billion passwords so amongst our team, we can share the passwords, right? It used to be a spreadsheet. It's just, we just outgrew that. So we, I'm had just a, we had an unsecured spreadsheet as our password. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> waiting for someone. Once someone hugs that program, they have my whole life basically at this point. But anyways. Um, well, is your one password protected with two-factor? Uh, Don't answer, no. Nick. Not on <laughs> Right. Yeah. So you just put all your buckets into a safe and then just left the safe open. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a my, I guess the database it is now it is online now. So yeah, before it was desktop only. So the, right. the actual the thing was on the desktop. So that was different. But yeah, I didn't think about that. I should. But it was um, what it tells you it now because the with one of the updates, it I guess the you know how there's these lists of passwords that get hacked from different places. So it will tell you, hey, ten yep. of your passwords have actually been they've been leaked on the web. You should go change these. Mm-hmm. I don't, 
So, you know, because there are a lot of things that I'm like, oh, really, you get know. that notification? You yeah. Do. So, so when you go in there, you'll see it'll be like, hey, these passwords have been changed. You can see mm-hmm. which ones have been changed. And it's a shit ton of ours. We should probably get someone to, to look at it and oh, change shit. some of them. Yeah. So one password so. will actually tell you if something's been compromised. Yeah. Uh, and they'll also tell you if you've reused your passwords. And it, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, that. so yeah. the fact that you're using Because I get all that password, notification. You've reused this password yeah. 100 million yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you use one password at all is you're already ahead of the game. Now, is that, you is gotta, that, now you got to lock her down a little bit more. Is that one of the ones you like? One password? I use one password. It's great. Okay. I um, use a couple things, but one password is a, is a primary one on my desktop. Okay. And so then what about Mal on Mac specifically? I'm running right now and I think it's a decent one, but I'm, I forget. I'm making notes of all the stuff I got to no, do. Know. What about this um, malware program I'm running or whatever? Malware clean, clean my Mac or something. It has malware thing. Eh. Oh, that has, no, malware, that's not that a has good one. malware built into that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that comes with malware. Oh, yeah. You, know? you, download you it. got the pop-ups in your Mac's you want to run let's stick on Macs for a second I know a whole bunch of people use Windows which I can't believe Marco if you're listening ridiculous but uh, and I'm his IT guy uh, yeah it's ridiculous at this point Let, I think he has an Android too the whole thing's weird he does actually but, uh, yeah. let's, let's just on the spite he just, just refuses yeah. 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 that's why I thought maybe yeah. I just like yeah the whole yeah. thing confuses it's me. amazing that it's just yeah, yeah it's barely we're, it. we're barely friends at this point over he's an point. IT he's got an IT staffing firm He's in technology. That's true. Yeah. Holy shit. So what have we uncovered here? But well, let's on the Mac thing. Okay. Because I think you're about to go down a different rabbit hole. What is the best program to just clean the Mac, make sure you're not running any malware on it? And malware, <laughs> is, there, is there a good one or no? Hire me. Yeah. Hire us. Yeah. So, you, but well, if it's because an, I, I, so I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but you're bringing me into it, right? So viruses and malware are like, <laughs> there's no getting away from them except for learning how to use your computer better. Like this, whatever clean my Mac, whatever you've got going mm. on there. Why are you like, are you not, where are you clicking? What are you doing? No, I got it right. because I, I, according to Nick, I store way too much stuff on my Mac and to clean, remember to clean some, it identified a whole bunch of like system junk that I could get, no, get you rid got of. it because Mike got it. And he, it helped oh, his, yeah, it helped yeah, his that's Mac. That's why I got it. Yeah, Tom, that's, just, that's, he just creates these stories in his head. So Mike got it. <laughs> so that's like a lawyer telling it. a construction person how yeah. to build a house. It doesn't yeah, make yeah, any yeah, sense. So yeah. Mike right. got it. He said, hey, And this, I think this that's this what build. I liked about it. It told me which files I could delete. And not, so I yeah. got it for a different purpose, but I liked it yeah, for because it helped him. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I should try it too. And then then you're like, wow. No, then it was somebody else on the team said their Mac was running slow. And then it's like, hey, try this. That's how it happened. Anyway. Yeah. So we don't we don't run. Zvon's just disgusted with us right no, now. No, no, no. So, okay. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the non-two-factor guy. You're so, running You're running one factor on your bank and you're one password. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> you're the one factor guy. I'm two-factor. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I love how you guys crap on each other all the time. Sorry, go, go. No, there's... So listen, the, how bad the, are we? Just no, you're just, fine. You're fine. Can you I let w- the guy speak? I wouldn't now? use. I wouldn't use clean my Mac. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's me. Like if that makes you feel better at night. Okay, so give us the answer. Wasn't what you, that Mike said that was? Listen, let's get that back was to referred the to him by the Apple support guys. I thought. Oh, now you're gonna just make know. him go crazy. Right now you're just, listen. Let's go to the one person at home who just needs to fix their Mac and is not going to hire you, and then to the small business, what how you would do it. So let's break it out like that. What is the one person at home that feels like they should run something? There's just no need because if you're clicking on the right links and doing stuff, you you don't have any malware. Yeah, if you're going to normal sites, you're not gonna get malware. Right, it's not the malware that's necessarily the problem. Now, Apple computers in general, Mac OS is extremely secure out of the gate. It's got a lot of protections for its users. Um, it, it listen, in the 15 years I've been running my business, we focused on Mac from day one, and we have clients who are on PCs. 
and that's fine. We'll support that, and we're, we're happy to help those clients. I thought you were going to say, and that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I got it. So we have those open conversations all the time and we're going, are we ready yet? Um, but I don't, I'm not going to force people because there are sometimes software limitations. You can't use a Mac in certain scenarios. It just doesn't make business sense. And I'm not about to force feed you something if it doesn't make sense. Some engineering companies, certain Whatever software, you're yeah. just not going to run well, it. We have yet. two PCs here. Yeah. I don't want either one of them, but we do have piece, two For PCs software here. For software reasons, yeah. 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 So so we support those clients and that's fine. Um, but fundamentally, it's easier for us anyway to support Macs. Now, that's a, you will not hear that from most IT firms. They'll they're, they'll see a Mac and they'll, they'll just skimper into the corner because they're like, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to manage that. We do, and that's fine. Um, on the PC side... They're harder to manage, in my opinion. Over long term, the, the ROI on, on support and, and everything like this, Macs are actually cheaper if you look at it long term. Uh, I, I absolutely believe So that. higher upfront co cost for the hardware, but longer term. That's how we feel too, just Well, using it's a misnomer them. though, right? Because you're paying higher cost for, I think anyway, a better product. If you actually compare apples to apples, so you take a comparable Windows computer with a comparable Mac computer, and now we're about to get into a really fun conversation. Um, the pricing is relatively similar. It's a, philosoph a philosophical difference, right? It's like, why do I use Android versus iOS? I don't care that you use Android or iOS. It's irrelevant. Which do you like? And it's gotten to the point where that's the thing that matters. What do you like? If you like one over the other, you're good to go, right? Does it perform what you want it to do? What? You want the red hammer or the blue hammer? They're both going to hit the nail as long as you can hit the nail, right? So you got to know how to use it. But What's gotten really interesting, and this is actually something I, I emailed you about yesterday, is Apple has done uh, another transition. So about 10 some odd years ago, they transitioned from PowerPC chips, so the, the processor. Um, it's been more than 10 years, actually. Maybe, let's say 15 years. Is that when they remember. went to Intel? They went to Intel. Okay. And, and because PowerPC chips were not, they just couldn't keep up, right? So there was a fundamental shift in technology. Apple went to Intel, and that was a big transition. And Apple made a, uh, they, they hit a home run. They, they transitioned from all of this software that was running on, on PowerPC and they translated it on the fly. Users didn't know for the most part and they were just running on Intel. It was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant time. It was a very exciting time and it made Apple computers a little bit more relevant. It also allowed Apple computers to run Windows and a whole bunch of really cool things that we've benefited from for the last bunch of years. Fast forward to, I don't know, a month ago or so, Apple releases their M1 chip. So now I'm sure people who, anybody who pays attention has heard of this. Um, anybody who doesn't pay attention, this is the way I describe it to my clients. 15 years, I have not been excited about a laptop. I buy one. Really? It's that big of a deal for you? That big of a deal. Why? Because this M1 chip is just going to run the whole computer that much faster? Yeah. And not only that, my battery life has gone exponential you already have one of these things mm -hmm. it's in my bag oh yeah the, the way i i looked at it is is because i wasn't a believer in mac i was a pc guy I'm like why am i going to spend all this money on a mac before this seems crazy and then when i finally did it i understood when you marry the hardware to the software properly the benefits to it around performance and just like everything works and the closed system and that's why when i when i heard about the chip i'm like holy cow that's got potential because because of what I learned, because I didn't know any of that, but what I learned when I finally started using one about when, when they're, they're built together and supposed to be working together, I can only imagine, and that's the first version, these chips are supposed to get multiples better 
And and the next version isn't even that far down the road, isn't it? One so they year? committed to a two-year transition two year, period. Yeah. So, so two-year that... transition period announced in July this year, approximately June or July, whatever, during their uh, big conference that they have yearly, WWDC. And um, so, okay, so so on average, your, your average Mac Intel for the last bunch of years, the battery life has never changed. Okay, they've gotten a bit faster, but they've never changed in battery life. You're going to get anywhere between, let's say, three and five hours. It's been decent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> You're coming from a Windows guy where at the end of our well, Windows life, I had to plug in my Windows laptop every 30 minutes by day. Well, look, Basically, sure, sure. It, not, it didn't not, even work. So when I went to Mac and got like the three hours or whatever, I thought, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Amazing. We bought a new Windows laptop two months ago for Sonia, who's sitting right there using it. And the thing, like she brings it over because we're going through something in my office and the, the battery's always like, what's going on? Is this thing? She's like, no, it just dies quick. And I'm like... It's brand new. I'm like, maybe it's broken. I'm like, is it point, broken? Just so we take you know, at one point with our laptops, our Windows laptops, I bought a double battery that when you put it on the bottom of <laughs> the laptop, right. my laptop jacked itself up on an angle because this battery, but that's how I had to live. It's perfect because for I your could, carpal tunnel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't work because yeah. the thing would just, and, and, and then I would carry an extra one because on travel. So I would have a big battery on the laptop and then a backup one that I actually charged because I was working at that time when we started this business out of like coffee shops and stuff. And I was lugging around, like I felt like a hundred pounds of a laptop just to work it was crazy so so anyway yeah it's garbage but relative to what i was used to it's brilliant so but what where is it now so i used my computer on last friday um from 10 a.m until 10 p.m so what is that 12 hours that's not healthy just for the record yeah well it was on and off a little bit you should get out more you should sing more songs with your friends it was one of those days yeah all right I, i got home you know deal with the kids do all that whatever pour a glass of wine and then continue working in the evening a little bit I, so I actually used the computer like because you could check how long it was on battery and whatever. So the usage was 13 some odd hours total on battery. And I still had 35% battery life. Yeah, wow. Wow. Okay, so we're talking about... We are a bunch of IT geeks sitting around here because well, we're all happy with that. Like, oh yeah, that's amazing. Well, what's more annoying when yeah. you're at... Like for me, if I'm at a client site, I don't I can't be tethered to the wall like an umbilical cord, right? It's ridiculous. And that's been my life. So when I say I've, I'm first time excited about a laptop, I am truly deeply excited. And, and then, now let me let me just make very clear point here because I guarantee you there's going to be some naysayers or somebody commenting or whatever, and I won't read them, but that's fine. Um, they're not, Apple's not perfect, right? Like they're far, far, far from perfect. They made a, in my opinion, a disastrous mistake with that headphone carry case thing. Did you see this? No. Well, these, is that their they new headphones? A new headphones? I saw the new headphones. Have you seen those, Nick? I've seen them. What's the carrying yeah. case with the, for them? Oh, they're ridiculous. They look like a like you got to pull it up. Just like really? AirPod. What are they called? Yeah, Air, AirPod Max. AirPod, AirPod Max. Max. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, I'm sure the headphones are great. I'm sure they sound amazing and all this sort of stuff. But they they want 750 bucks for them, Canadian, which is a lot of money, first of all. So you got you're going to be in the higher echelon of of crowd or whatever, or maybe it's a status item. I don't know. I think that the whole team who designed this thing should be fired, at least the case part yeah, of it. Oh my God. It looks like so a So I would normally put it on the computer here, but I just upgraded to Big Sur on yeah, this thing. Sure. And I'm having a little bit of yeah. problems with my, my garage band set up here. But uh, I don't know if that's yeah, what I'm Yeah, there it is. There it is. So you're going to, like, like, what like are you supposed bra. to do? It like, looks like a bra. Yeah. So do you want it, Do they want you to carry it as a purse when you're like walking down <laughs> oh the streets? God. Or what? I don't know what it is. Oh my is. god, that's what it looks like. It's like they've created a bra case. It's for a bra your, purse for your headphones. Yeah. Click on the image. And then if you if you carry that, it's going to look like you're carrying a purse down the street. Right. This is weird. So anybody who has ever had studio. Oh my gosh, look at that. So Tom, yeah, that's so, the case. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Oh my yeah. gosh, if you are listening to this, 
you have to Google this thing up. AirPod Max smart case. Yeah, it's 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 terrifying. That is <laughs> terrifying. No, that does look strange, man. I'm not, yeah. not joking. And listen, I'm no like aficionado, like design guy or whatever, right? But it's like I've some been design guy thought. But listen, they were 20 win- years I've been following this company, right? And I and I've been judging the IT industry based on all design aspects and, and productivity and, and efficiency and blah blah blah. And that goes across Windows, Android. It doesn't matter. That is to be the worst design thing I've seen. I and it's like also some, 15 years. Someone, that's where the artistic type does design something to try to win an award. You know, they're like, I'm just going to design something that's so cool. I also find it humorous that I've never had Mac problems. The day we're talking to you about it, I upgraded to Big Sur on this thing. And my garage band has a driver, which I've never dealt with on Macs for this mic that I'm speaking in right now. And it has a licensing tool that isn't upgraded to Big Sur. And every time I launch GarageBand, I'm getting this error. It's probably the first time I've had a problem with Macs since we've started with Macs. There you go. But it's happening right now. So well, Big Sur is pretty new, right? Uh, that was a pretty ballsy move for you to upgrade right away. That's what I know. Like, oh, you did I, that? that was you know what it is? It's all Mac's fault because they've been so great for so long. I'm like, you know what? I the IT background in me, He's I always wait. It, yeah. I always wait. I yeah. give it six months. I let everybody else, and then I upgrade. But this time, I was like, you know what? I'm at home. My most of my tabs on my browser are closed. I'm kind of in a fresh state. I'll hit upgrade. Shameless plug. If you actually signed our support contract, I would have blocked you from upgrading to Big Sur and got oh, yourself really? into the. Yeah, I would have blocked it for now. Yeah, see? Right. See, there you go, Nick. That's your fault that I've upgraded. Hey, man, that's, no, that's, that's clearly user error. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, it's, listen, so, you're going to have those problems with new systems, but, right? Uh, but anything else on that MacBook that you like, it's because the hard, the chip, the hardware is being I- I- improved. And I guess now when software is written for that new hardware, things yes. are just going to get even better and better on it. Well, that's the hope, right? So so fundamentally, and the reason I'm actually excited isn't because of these first generations, as Nick said. It's, it's what's coming. So... Here's the difference, right? So if I'm a buyer, if I'm a consumer, and I'm going to go and buy a computer, and I don't care if it's Windows or Mac, let's just let's just play this game for a second, right? And one says it's going to have up to 20 hours of battery life, and the other one's like, uh, I'll give you three, but we're going to cost approximately the same because we're, we are talking about similar spec now, right? We're not talking bargain hunter PC, and there are no bargain hunter Macs. I mean, They've tried, but they, those ones are usually the ones you don't want to actually buy because not every Mac ever released has been a good computer. Let's be very clear about that. Apple's made some big foobar mistakes um, that that I don't agree with, and and I do tell my clients like, don't buy that model. It's not a good one. That's you know, it's bad, bad internals, bad this, bad whatever. Twenty hours of battery life, and by the way, two to three times performance on average, depending on what you're doing, versus whatever that is for the same price. Why would you buy a PC at this point? Give me a use case. I agree 100%. It sounds so I'll crazy you, that we're taking this so seriously. I'll give but you I a use like- case. We have a bank scanner that is only not only usable on a PC. You got to get this because I had to call support. I'm like, you're not serious about this. It's all, you can only use Internet Explorer. With yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And that, but so, that's, that's oh the thing. But so, my, I went, like, so Microsoft Edge is the new browser, right? Mm-hmm. Which is faster. So I was like, oh, okay. So I opened up Edge and then I had to go into the support things and I looked and it's like not even there. The Microsoft new browser works. I didn't even know Internet Explorer was still installed on, on the PCs, but it is. But you have to like search for it because it's not the default browser even. And I had to go search for Internet Explorer and you had to use it. There yeah. will always be those edge case scenarios. And you'll never, at least for a while, we probably won't get away from them. No, I know. I'm just. 
so and, I was being sarcastic yeah. about it. I gave the bank support guys crap it, and even the bank support guys started la- like not crap in a funny way like I was joking about like guys I'm like Internet Explorer and even they started laughing like yeah we know <laughs> like yeah. they're just like nothing we can do at this point archaic right? systems are archaic yeah. systems and yeah. you're gonna have to deal with them right can you but, imagine supporting the banks right now walking into like a, one of the branches and they're running like Windows oh. God knows what version and a browser and you just have to like upgrade with some patches that Microsoft is reluctantly well, releasing and that's your kind of that's kind of because I know you you've done that IT work in your past you've done that oh. IT work I've done that supported those types of IT things and it's just so frustrating well Zvon get this it's exhausting we, yeah. we have the back end the, the, the largest in Canada at least I'm pretty sure it's the US the largest back end real estate software is from this company called Lone Wolf and it's not even web based at this point we still connect to this software Over like using Microsoft to... remote yep. desktop yep. connection and I'm like guys like I don't understand how this is a possibility. It's 2021. And how is this a possibility that this is the solution? And it's the industry leading. Like, so that's why we're kind of stuck with it. But I'm like, geez, man, this is like, it's not even. The good news is you can use a Mac to do remote desktop, right? So it's fine. So if someone's listening to this and they want to, because I'm just thinking this is going to go out right around um, the holidays are coming up and stuff. Someone's listening to this and for their children want to buy a new MacBook for school because everyone's doing Mm -hmm. so much. My daughter, we just got a new MacBook Air. Love it. The new keyboard, by the way, on the Mac, the the the, the yeah, advancement. The first oh, butterfly. So yeah, I love that. How long ago did you buy it? Like two two months ago, three oh, okay. months ago. So I think it was like the older one yeah. that was like, um, and uh, is if someone's looking for a, a you know a MacBook for their family, Are you trying to what, sell Sienna's. No, 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 laptop? no, I'm very happy with hers. No, no, <laughs> I thought no, this no. was going to be no, like, Gigi Is, is there sudden. one that you recommend? Just a MacBook, MacBook Air, MacBook Honestly, Pro? The MacBook and the MacBook Air right now, for all extensive purposes, are the same computer. Just a slightly different form factor. Even the Mac Mini right now is the same computer as the other two. So all three of them are relatively matched spec-wise. It's just form factor, right? Do you want a desktop, laptop, or really light laptop, whatever. Um, there are some other nuancey differences, but fundamentally for like a, a, a the, the low end of it all, the MacBook Air, the low end is also faster than your 16-inch MacBook Pro that costs you $4,500 right now in Intel. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Wow. Yeah, got it. You're, because sorry, the, sorry, because re- the guts that, of that. Repeat that for a second. So the lowest end MacBook M1 right now yeah. outperforms anything but like the top tier MacBook. Oh, because really? you're talking about the M1 chip yeah. in a MacBook Air. Yeah. Is it, okay. is, and they're only in the air right now. Is that correct? Air, cool. MacBook Pro 13-inch, and the Mac Mini. I sound like I'm a rep for Apple. Oh, no, they're, no, in the, they're in the 13-inch Mac, MacBook Pro? Yeah, I have oh, one. It's I amazing. Really, oh, that's what you're... I didn't it's, realize. Uh, guys, I've never been excited about a laptop in a long time. We're going to update our soon. So we've just been kind of waiting a few months to yeah. see and how this... Listen, there are there are some nuancey things, right? Like there's some awkward things right now. But again, I'm willing to give the growing pains a chance in terms of like I can only plug one external screen into it. And I'll call, call it I can't run Windows on it anymore boohoo you know yeah, you I, can't run windows because yeah. it's not into that, you, that uh, you know used to i don't be care a, it used to be a bigger problem it was a yeah. bigger problem it's and no what, longer it's USB-C, really right? i guess it's two usbc instead of four and think like you've got four on this right i only have two and that's a that's a drag why did they only do two you uh, think because again you, you've got some limitations with this chip this chip everything's on it memory all this stuff's on it if you do some research on it right oh really the memory's on the chip the the ram is right on the chip the graphics card's right on the chip it's all just one big chip it's really fancy um, and, and what's really exciting is what's going to happen with this next chip, right? Like how, what are you going to replace your pro Intel machine, like truly pro machines with what's that Mac pro going to look like? Right. Um, and that's why I say this is exciting as an industry thing, because Apple has now just said, they've just moved the lines. They've, they've moved it. They've, it's like, catch us if you can, you know, they've road runnered past 
the, the the regular. Wow. And again, we're talking generalized, right? We're not talking the niche corners of the world where you need to have that specific spec of whatever. I'm not going to get into those fights with people, right? But for the average person who goes, you know, back in the day, right? The average person used to go to Starbucks and they had a Toshiba or a whatever. Do you see a Toshiba anywhere in Starbucks anymore? So people are still kind of crapping on Apple and they rightfully so in some ways, absolutely. But they have put out a product here outside of the AirPods, uh, those things. <laughs> the carrying case for the AirPods. Yeah, that, that, yeah that, thank you. <laughs> That's an abomination in my opinion, and I'll stand by that till I'm dead. But the laptops, these this latest generation has been, um, and again, they're not perfect, but man, are they really, really cool. But that's normal too. I mean, because I remember like everyone would rip on Microsoft more so before because Microsoft had such a huge market share. And then as Apple grew, then people, you know, as P- as companies grow and, and, and are, are more and more places, then people rip on them a little bit more. Yeah, if I, listen, if I could say anything to the people that are listening fundamentally is if you're starting a business or if you're if you're going down that path of what makes sense, don't listen to me in the saying of me generalizing saying Macs are the best because that's not necessarily true for your case, right? I've got lots of dental offices that are, they can't run Mac. They want to, they'd love to, they can't. Because their software doesn't allow them Isn't to. Isn't it a lot of engineering software you can't do? There's a bunch. There's CAD, a... some CAD software places. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there, right? But that's where us come in. Like, we, I'll sit down with you and I'll have a chat with you and we can talk about does it even make sense? Okay, on the business side, that's what I was going to ask you. You kind of do a consultation at the beginning and say, hey, tell me about your business setup yeah. and then decide the infrastructure to put in place. Yeah, so the way we do business with companies isn't your traditional break fix. We do um, uh, like a managed services so I'll come up with a number based on the amount of people in your business. And as you grow, I grow. As you shrink, I shrink. And that's fine. Um, and there's a, there's a basically a set rate. So even if you called me for support or you're in a f- disaster situation, you're on contract with me. I'm your, I'm your boy. I'm on your team. My team's your team. We are an extension of your business at that point. So you're just, yeah, you're like the virtual team. You're, you you're part of the business. You're we, just virtual. We want to be involved in these key decisions. When you fire and hire people, we need to know so that we can properly. So you're helping set up the security on the laptops. You're helping set up, I guess, the fi- any file sharing type you name stuff. It. We that, do the whole thing, the whole stack. Even if I'm going to outsource it all and use like, let's say for our business, we're like, you know what? Dropbox is more than enough. And I know there could be security limitations, or whatever. It, you'll help consult on that kind of decision. Decision. Or then if we want to take it in-house, you'll set up what external hard drives somewhere on the yeah, network? Um, yeah, you could do like a NAS or something, like a network attached Got device it. or whatever. There's a million different ways to skin the cat, right? But it all depends on how you want. Like we have a customer in, in Toronto. They're a great customer of ours. We love them. I think they love us um, in the sense that we've set it up where he can buy a brand new computer, Mac. They're a Mac shop. They're, they're a design studio, like a branding firm. And he can unbox it. He doesn't have to unbox it. He can ship it to his employee's house. They can unbox it. And within 15 minutes, that computer is completely enrolled, set up, done. Everything's rock rocking. And they can just log in, use their actual, they use the same login account that they use for their Office 365 account on the computer, on the Mac. I don't have to create Because you set up some, some kind of image Automated enrollment thing. stuff. And within 15 minutes, this employee is up and running. And then a couple little nuancey things that we can remote in with. All of our tools get automatically deployed to it. And literally 15 minutes, that computer is rolling. It took a if, lot of work to get there, and we had to strategize on what. So any of their shared drives or any of the they're stuff up in they, the cloud, they, right? Yeah, they're they, in the cloud. That's all yeah, set up. And then yep. if somebody leaves, I guess you can shut it all down and. Instantly. Well, so actually, to shut somebody down, it's a one click. Yeah, got me. it. You can and lock I've shut it all down. down. I've locked out thirty different things in one click. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Got it. Right. Huh. What about, okay, so in that one click shutdown, it sounds like we're getting rid of people or not. I'm just curious. In that <laughs> thing, one click shutdown, some people are going to have web based passwords. Mm-hmm. Though, how, how do those get changed? So that's, there's a thing called single sign on. Oh, got it. Okay. Right. So single sign on is a, is a service. Wow. That... I sold that stuff in 2007. It didn't really work when I was selling it. Well, we sold no. the dream of single sign on like in 2000, even earlier, 2004 or five. There Let me go. tell you about single sign on. So single sign on still, it's still, there's some nuancey things with it, like everything in technology, right? Nothing's always perfect in every scenario, but um, for these guys, they, they're mostly web-based. So most apps will have some integration with an SSO provider and, you know, Okta, for example. And you can log into Okta. Okta presents you a dashboard of apps that you have access to. And it uses that mechanism to get you in. So you don't have to share your GoDaddy password with Got your it. marketing person. You can get them in through that. And there's no password sharing at this point. So when I have to lock out an employee, I just lock out their SSO account. And they no longer have access to anything. And they didn't have any passwords to those to things begin to with, begin with. Smart. Yeah. Okay. Right? Got it. So that when it comes to offboarding and security, that's a huge, that's a huge win. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then when you, you don't sign long-term contracts, you're just signing whatever works. It sounds like, and, and then anyone else doing what you did, you made I, in passing, you said we, we're doing this. I felt like you're one of the, the, the real specialists in this stuff for businesses on the West. Well, side no, there's not a lot of Mac support companies. And, and that's what I thought you right. said. Oh, really? I no. thought there would be tons by this point. No, there's, there's, there's a bunch in Toronto, uh, okay. all good friends of mine. We, we have a very tight knit community. It's really awesome actually. Um, there's a great, huge community on Slack. Uh, I think there's like 10,000 Mac admins, people who do my job in whatever capacity, and we all share and, and collaborate and work together. Oh, super it's cool. It's unbelievably cool. Um, I don't know if that exists in the, in the Windows PC tech world, but it, it does in the Mac. Um, so there's a couple guys in Toronto, great guys. I think I'm the only one that's West Got it. That, that I would, that's, that's certified and, and acknowledged by Apple and all those sorts of things and, and my company and whatnot. But um, we don't sign contracts because, and this is a fundamental business thing. I think, um, I, I've really thought about this and I keep getting harped on by this. It's a terrible way to sell your business, but I'm not in this to sell it necessarily, at least not yet. Anyway, I sure somebody can buy me if they want, but, um, if you have locked in a customer for three years, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad relationship. Both sides have to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. I'm making money, but I'm not going to have fun doing it. And you're not going to have fun me being your provider. So fundamentally, I don't make people sign long-term contracts because I believe it's dishonest in my world. I'm going to perform for you. And if I don't perform, see you later. Here's everything I got on you. It's all good. Um, I'm never going to hold you hostage on your stuff or your data or your whatever. And there's always going to be a conversation of, well, what happens if we do sever? Because that's actually the hardest thing with companies and IT people. How do you get, and I'm dealing with this in about three different companies where I landed contracts recently and they're, they're trying to break up with, well, pre- we got to break up and it's an awkward thing because you're worried about their feelings. It's not about feelings. You didn't do a good job. Otherwise they wouldn't break up with you. Right? So I'm forced to do a good job because I don't want to be broken up with, at least not with most. Some might, maybe I do. Right. <laughs> Everybody's got a customer totally. they want yeah, to fire. Yeah, there's right? always but, one. There's always um, one. So that, that, that's a fundamental business rule of mine is, you know, there's, there's an agreement, like it's, you know, one year terms, so to speak, but if you don't want in, let's, let's move on. Right. So when, uh, so we, we're going to bring you back cause we didn't, I want more to chat with you about, we've gone through all our time here. I haven't gotten oh, wow. into real estate. I haven't gotten to Bitcoin. He's been buying Bitcoin some time ago. I got to talk to him about gold and his views on gold. But uh, if someone wants to find you is the website, what's the best way? Spell so it out at for your server.ca. 
So www.atyourserver.ca. Yeah, you don't have to put the Ws. Just at yeah. your server. So, yeah, You're an old just, school yeah, guy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to make it nice and long and drawn out for everybody. Yeah. Actually, I think I put in www somewhere. How did, how did people access through AOL before? It was like, I don't even oh, remember. Oh, AOL, man. Yeah. Th- those CDs used to come in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at your server.ca. I'm on Twitter, I think, as at your server. Uh, Facebook, at your server. Uh, email, you can just do Z or Z, the letter, at at your server.ca. Yeah, awesome, man. Good chatting with you. We we have more to chat about. We'll bring you back. We'll do yeah, this again. We didn't again. even talk about the No, Bitcoin. we didn't even get into all this kind of stuff. And I want to get into this stuff. I'll sing so. with you guys next time. Yeah, well, you missed, you missed a performance and a half. <laughs> Zvonimir, thanks, man. I appreciate this. Cheers. Thanks for... Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Vaughn as much as we did. Great guy. We're definitely going to have him back. And if you are listening to this and you want to dive into the world of real estate investing, but you don't know where to start, perhaps one of the free copies of the books that we have is the thing for you. And you can get a copy of those books at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.